0: Hello, my friends, Andy of the Andy Falco Show coming to you live from Brea, California on Saturday. Now, I, I had thought that I was going to take weekends off <laughs> doing my show, but I'm failing at taking a day off because there is so much going on. It's so quickly, so rapidly. And... um. Uh, sometimes things pop into my head and I go, oh, man, we got to discuss this. And then something happens to reinforce my thought. And then I go, wow, you know, maybe this really has some legs. Um, this is the first time I'm going to come on with a a theory and kind of work it out on the show. Uh, I've worked out much of it, but there's some things still that I have not quite completely worked out. But there's enough uh, to support my... Um, my idea, my my theory, and I, and I think it's a valid one, and so <laughs> we're going to go through some of the stuff. What I want to do first, uh, I want to get in a really good habit of doing this. I got to talk about sponsors because that's the only way that at some point I may be able to do this for a living and be able to quit all the other stuff that I do all day long, uh, and that is uh, one of those uh, is going to be going to today's Happy Coffee, one of my sponsors. Uh, it's a great place to find not only coffee, uh, but they also have uh, something called Zest, which is a, a drink, a lemon kind of flavored drink, uh, all of them give you energy and suppress your appetite uh, to certain extent. Some of them are more than others and the energy levels are more than others, uh, but they are fantastic. They are healthy and um, and I love them. And so uh, just go check them out. Go check out the website, uh, maybe buy something, everything's uh, guaranteed. If you don't like it, you can return it and get your money back. So uh, if that if you would do that, that would be great. Again, one of my sponsors. If you want to join them uh, as a representative, just let me know and I'll get you set up to do that too. All right, so then we have uh, today's CBD oil for CBD oil right here, it's the best CBD on the planet. It's made by Viseo. Uh, Viseo is one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world. And this has a liposome technology, which allows the nutrients to get in your body more effectively. And then we have today's uh, Viseo.com, which is also Viseo, but they separated the CBD from the rest of the wellness products and many, many great products uh, in Viseo uh, that you should try because they are truly fantastic. All right. So uh, let's get into this just a little bit. Um, I'm gonna get to these words that are on the back here because they are significant as to uh, where I wanna go on this. And I, I wrote down notes and what I'm gonna do first is I'm gonna show you, or I'm gonna talk about what Stockholm syndrome is because I I think it's first uh, important to understand I know many of you probably already know what this is you probably heard it about it growing up but that kind of stuff Um, as a detective at Anaheim Police Department when we went to school to be a detective this is one of the first things you're taught about and then when you go to hostage negotiation school or or SWAT school you're told about that this syndrome is a possibility now not all um, psychiatric or psychological studies can agree that this is really a thing or not, but um, there's enough information to think that it's something that, that can possibly happen. And I really believe it now because based on what I it just dawned on me uh, as um, I was taking a shower this morning and I've been struggling with this, like, how is it you have a group of people that have been continuously lied to over the years um, and we'll talk about over the, the you know the five decades that certain cities have been lied to by their leadership about just about everything. <laughs> and yet they still follow them with loving eyes and with just undying support, even though most people would know that they're being lied to, lied to on a daily basis. All this list here are things that they've been lied about just recently. I'm not even going back, you know, 20 years. 30 years and 40 years, I'm going to get to some of that stuff. But when you just on a daily basis, all these things have come out and they're complete lies that they've been lied to. And yet they still go, well, that doesn't matter. President Trump is still a horrible person. Like what? But but he he's not, you know, they tell you that he's a liar and they repeat this lie that he's a liar. But we know for sure liberals, Democrats are lying to you have been at least lying to you for sure for the last almost four years, if not four years, right? Have continuously been lying to you, have been spending millions of dollars to support this lie. And yet there's a large portion of our country that still love them right and this is where we're going to get with the stockholm center because i was in the shower i go wow this you know i'm trying to figure out because we've i've had discussions with liberals uh in private uh you know conversations and on comments on on posts and every time you hit them with a fact right that discredits whatever their argument is they go they don't they don't try to come back with a fact to show why my argument is wrong it has never happened ever never it's in the last two or three years that I've been actually, you know, one of the very brave people <laughs> that have posted, you know, some of my thoughts in regard to this. And they always come up with, well, yeah, they are holding us back. They are uh, racist. They are like, okay, show me, show me where that happened. Show me the clip, show me the study, show me the research where what you just said is fact. And what they do And the next comment is go, well, then there's this other thing. And I go, but we're talking about this thing, but okay, here, here's why that's a lie. And then they go, well, you're an asshole. And then Trump's uh, evil. And then that's it. There's never like, so that's the, the premise that I was, I was taking the shower. I was going, why? Why when you showed them facts, why when you show them proof and why when you ask them to show their proof, they come up with nothing and yet still firmly stay within their, uh, in their position, and don't change, and so, and then, and then I was thinking about the writing and all this other kind of stuff, and thinking about the people that are writing and who they are. You know, you got these right suburbanite kids coming in there, and they're handing bricks to some of the lower income people who are then throwing the bricks or go, hey, there's more bricks over here. There's video of a a white kid, you know, that looks like he's maybe a freshman in college or something like that. And he's directing some of the black kids that are around and maybe even some of the lower income white kids and Mexicans around and saying, hey, we got bricks over here. We got bottles over here and they're handing stuff out to them. He's not really doing anything, right? (laughs) He's just telling them and he's getting, go, hey, you know, cops are evil. Yes. Black Lives Matter. Yes. Blue, uh, um, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, stop funding police department. Yes. You know, holding little signs. And, and then they're, they're doing it. I'm going. And so all of that over the last several days, I'm just like, what is going on? And I go, it sounds like something. And I couldn't figure out what it was. It sounded like. And then I was taking a shower today and I go Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. This really seems like Stockholm syndrome. So let me so now let me get to I'm going to get rid of this lower third. I'm going to get to some of the comments. I see them coming in. I will get to them, I promise. Uh, but let me just get this first part uh, off the off the deck here so that I can um, go into a little bit why. And you're, I think when I read this, that you may begin to also agree that, I know this doesn't, I know this seems like a, a whole fantasy and a whole thing, but I'm telling you, it doesn't make sense to people with common sense and knowledge and the people that like to research and have a free thinking mind. That none of it makes any sense because I'm like what the hell's going on? All right, so I'm going to share my screen here. I'm going to go solo. You may not be able to see. I try to make it as large as possible so you guys can see it. And I, unfortunately I have to use Wikipedia. Wikipedia is not the end all be all, but they they had a good description here that matched some of the other stuff. They just lay it out in a way that makes it easier for me to share. But just to talk about the, the, the Stockholm syndrome, um, it has been defined as a condition in which hostages develop a psychological alliance with their captors during captivity. I know this sounds far fetched, but I'm going to, I'm going to get you why that I feel that, that um, poor, um, underprivileged people are captors of the, of the Democrats. I'm gonna, I will get to that, and I, I think I will make my point. Emotional bonds may be formed between captor and captives during intimate time together, but these are generally considered irrational in light of the danger or risk endured by the victims. Stockholm syndrome has never been included in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or DSM, the standard tool for diagnostics of, for psychiatric illness and disorders. And it goes on. So I wanna make sure and read all of that so that you understand that this is a, a phenomenon that really isn't um, you know accepted by, by certain me- uh, academia. All right, so here is the thing that I, really, I found really important when I, when I found this. And I, again, this is not the only source, but there are four key components that characterize Stockholm syndrome, a hostage's development of positive feelings towards the captor. Again, you have elite, liberal Democrats like Clinton and Pelosi and um, Gavin Newsom in California, the government. And I can go on and name but Bernie, uh, Bernie, what's his name? Bernie Sanders, right? These are all multimillionaires telling um, uh, underprivileged, uh, low-income minorities, Mexican blacks and, and others, and even whites in some areas that they love them and they care for them. And, and they are the only ones who care for them and love them. And so you have these hostages, which I'm characterizing uh, the, the uh, you know, many people that are, um, you know, that are in abject poverty. Um, and they're, they are having positive feelings for multimillionaires elites because they keep reinforcing the fact that, you know, yes, us Democrats who are elites, we love you and we care, we're the only ones who care about you, all right? So just kind of just stick with me on this. And I know that it'll be difficult for Democrats that they're probably off already. It's not that big of a deal, but I just want you to follow why, because I just need to answer the question, why? Why is this happening? The next one is no previous relationship between hostage and captor, right? There doesn't need to be a relationship. They don't have to understand who Hillary Clinton is. They don't have to have any relationship, right? There had to be nothing for this to happen, all right? So nothing previous to their belief system is in, um, in accordance to how well they know them or that they know them personally. A, a ref- uh, the, number three, a refusal by hostages to cooperate with police forces and other government authorities. All right. And then in parentheses, it says unless the captors themselves happen to be members of police forces. So in this case, it's a refusal by hostages to cooperate with police forces, understanding that everything is about the police are evil. um, The uh, laws are evil. uh, You must release criminals and you begin to get into this third thing. The fourth one is a hostages belief in the humanity of the captor. They have to believe that their captor, the Democrat Liberal Party, is humane that they have have this belief that they are actually humane because they they keep telling them that they are that they're the only ones that care for them because they cease up to uh because they cease to perceive the captor as a threat when the victim holds the same values as the aggressor i think that is so dang important right so dang important to understand about what I'm talking about. Again, this is my theory. I've not heard this from anybody else, but I read that and I go, this is really start. I think I have something. This is starting to make sense. Um, let me go ahead and unshare that screen here. I'm gonna get to some of my comments before I go into the next thing. Hey, Amy, nice to see you. Uh, where else we? We have we uh, got? Gau- 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 so I uh, was, Stockholm syndrome is captive. Yeah, I know. That's what I just said. Isn't <laughs> it? so who the, ca- I just told you. I wonder if he wrote this before, because this makes no sense. Uh, What was the role of Derek? I didn't say Derek Michael, that that guy, that I've never given a name. I will not say his name. He's an evil uh, former police officer that that needed to be arrested. Uh, But I think that had to be written before, because none of it makes sense, according to what I just said. All right. Um, Hey, Amy, nice to see you. Great T-shirt. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. Uh, Of Stockholm Syndrome. I'm not sure about that hey heidi nice to see you uh it makes sense oh thanks uh and uh hey heidi all right so so i hope i laid that out and so i'm gonna but i'm gonna go further all right and i and i hope that uh as i'm working this out live again much of this i'm working out right here in front of you and and talking through and anybody that has any like additional information um uh you know just go ahead and and type it in comments or private message me but i i really this 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 is a serious question because when you have common sense and when you have education and when you do research, it really boggles us, me, uh, other people that are on here that I know have common sense as to Why a huge part of a population, especially those that are downtrodden, that are again they're they're living in abject poverty in Baltimore, in New York, and um, in certain areas of New York. Other areas of New York are full of rich people, right? But it's primarily Democratic, right? And again, you have a a part of the Democratic Democratic uh, uh, and liberal um, uh, party that is extremely rich and an extremely poor, right? And there's not a lot in the middle. Usually the people in the middle seem to me, for me, and I'm just, I'm, again, this is not from, this is just from my, um my opinion is that when you're kind of in that middle part, right, where you are an entrepreneur and you're trying to make money and you understand capitalism and all this kind of stuff, you tend to kind of be in that area. So you have in the Democrat, you got very, very rich, the elites, and then you got very, very poor, right? Um, and then a few kind of just kind of wandering back and forth. Um, and then in Republicans, we tend to be middle class, you know, Walmart shoppers, um, Target shoppers, Christians, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And the very rich, too right? And, and some poor. All right. So this is, this is just based on what I'm trying to tell you right now. So with that in mind, I want to lay that out is because what happens in the Democrat party, as you've heard Bernie Sanders say, was a very rich man, a multimillionaire, right? And, uh, Klobuchar and, uh, the other guy from Texas, I forget his name, uh, somebody will tell me on there. What's the guy that was running for president? Um, he, he, he pretended to be Mexican, but he wasn't Mexican. He was using a Mexican first name, but he really was not Mexican, whatever that name was. But what they tell you over and over again, for 50 years in these areas, for 50 years, what they've been telling the lower income people over and over and over and over and over and over again, and continue to do so, and especially recently, is that rich people are evil, especially those that believe in making money, working hard, going to school, getting um, uh, uh, an education to work and to wake up early in the morning and to go to bed late because we work and we make a living. But those people are evil, right? And they've been told over and over again, that is evil, horrible people. But yet the people telling them that are multimillionaires, right? Pelosi is a multimillionaire. And yet she says, we are for the people. Her town in San Francisco is one of the worst cities in our the United States of America. It has increased in homelessness 300% since the pandemic started. One of the worst, right? Gavin Newsom, her nephew, runs the state of California. And they go, we love you. We, we tax everybody at the highest level. California being taxed at the highest level, we are raising money to help the underprivileged and help the black community and help the uh, uh, the illegal aliens, and we love you, but they do nothing to further their, the conditions in which they live, never, right? Uh, um, uh, uh, the, the, the mayor of uh, LA, I'm sorry, I can't keep all these names straight in my head for some reason, but, <laughs> but I always lose somebody. But the mayor of LA said he's gonna cut LAPD's uh, budget, and take the money saved, that was something like 21 million, I forget, it was a large you know, number of millions of dollars, and they were going to put that into black issues and programs. They have been doing that for years. What, what's happened to the million dollars and millions and millions, maybe even billions of dollars, where they've they've had that money that they've taken from education and put it into those programs and still... There's abject poverty, and there's still homelessness. And, there, and it's increased. It also has increased. I think it's uh, not 300-fold, but probably somewhere in the area of 200-fold. Where, wh- where does this begin to make sense to the people that are they go, yes, I'm, I'm, if, you're not, if you don't vote for me, you're not black people. And the people go, yeah, yeah I'm right. Well, I'm black. I guess I will vote Democrat. Because they've been told that rich people are evil. They've been told that Republicans don't like taxes because they don't want to help you. That's why they don't want taxes. It it only helps the rich to not be taxed, right? The the rich are taxed at the lowest rate. They don't tell you that that many of the most uh, successful people also employ thousands upon thousands of people, which all get taxed right? They, they create work and jobs. There, there should be a benefit to be a, a, a free thinker who's created a product that has created thousands of jobs across the United States, right? There should be some benefit. I know they're rich, but what the hell, right? But, but they're told that Republicans don't like taxes because they just want to give to the rich and make everything possible for the rich. And that's what they keep hammering home with these people that are poor. Republicans are evil. Rich people are evil. And they're being told that by rich people. <laughs> again. Uh, they're told that hard work is not necessary because what we're going to do is we love you and we're going to give you free stuff. We're going to give you EPT cards. I think that's what it's called, right? Um, food stamps, right? We're going to give you that. We're going to give you free education if you vote for us and they never do. We're going to give you free medical uh, if you vote for us and they never do. We're going to give you free stuff. Bernie Sanders, famous for giving to, You know what we're going to do? We're going to try to give you $2,000 a month So, you don't have to work because work is bad, right? And people, you know, people that are already sick, lame, and lazy, especially the lazy, are going, Well, that seems like a really good idea. These rich people, Bernie Sanders, are telling you, you don't have to work, right? We're gonna give you enough to survive, but not enough to live. We're gonna give you enough to survive. But not enough to live. None of the people that they give these free, these free things to or the free money to that can they ever have any money extra to begin a business unless they again are free thinkers and understand, um, industry and entrepreneurship and all that kind of stuff unless they get educated. But the, the left make sure that that doesn't happen. They make sure that doesn't happen because they just they have no care for the educational system and how well it runs, and that the money that they tax us for here in California never goes to improve the education of of students, especially those that are in the uh, the ghettos and the uh, varios. That the money there uh, really does not seem to make a difference. That they've not really put in programs to help them become educated, so that. The problem uh that you know that we're having in prisons is that we have illiterate illiteracy is a huge problem for men in prison and so is the 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 homes without a father many of the men that are in prison did not have a father growing up but they use none of the money that they tax us for i'm sorry i'm not seeing any comments i'm not looking at comments right now i'm looking at my notes because i want to make sure and get everything here um and then now when the horrible incident like george floyd occurs they say See, this happens every day to black people. They say this happens every day. Al Sharpton in the memorial for George Floyd began to make a political speech and told the congregation, told everybody watching on TV that this happens every day, that people like George Floyd are killed every day by police, which is a flat lie, a flat lie. He stood there and I heard him tell everybody that was listening that this happens every day. And you know who repeated that? the liberal media. And so again, they have repeated this over and over and over and over and over again. And we're not talking this since Donald Trump has been president. And that is really the thing that really kind of hit me hard over the last couple of days is that they're blaming so much on Donald Trump and he's only been president for three years. All of this stuff was happening before him. Nothing improved in the eight years of Barack Obama. Nothing Barack Obama didn't put any of the programs that Donald Trump has put in, which is a large number of programs to help the black community. But yet that that message is not being heard. It is not being heard because again, they're just being, they're being drowned out by police are killing people like uh, George Floyd every day in that kind of manner. Every day. That's what they said, but it's not. They told you that uh, Donald Trump was involved in Russian collusion. That was a lie. Carter Page was a Russian spy, and we, they spied on him, but that was a lie. General Flynn was a Russian spy. We're finding out recently now that that was a lie because he never said anything about um, uh, what they said that he lied about. And that was never talked about, yet they charged him for lying about something he never said. Uh, the quid pro quo with Ukraine, we know that was a lie. You deep down know inside that that was a lie because they had to make up the call. In uh, 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 What's his name? Adam Schiff had to make up the call you know, in the Congress hearing, he had to completely make up all the words in order to get some movement to get the the, the, the liberal media to, to to go, oh yeah, he said all this stuff when in fact he didn't say it. And we know that was a lie. Uh, the still dossier we know was a lie. That has been proven to be a lie. That The, the FBI said it was a lie. And they continued to do all this other stuff. Uh, systematic, systemic racism is a myth and a lie. We know that from FBI studies and Harvard studies that that is a lie. And yet they're telling you every day on the media that there's systemic racism within the police force across the United States. It is a lie, there is not. I know that there's racist cops. I know that uh, George Floyd was murdered. I know that, I saw it on video. I've seen many angles. I watched another about 25, 30 minutes of video from body cams and other stuff today. Uh, much of it was redacted, much of it was, was uh, removed. Even if I think the redacted stuff showed that uh, that George was fighting back That still does not mean that you can kill him and stay on his neck for eight minutes. None of that makes any sense. That part of it makes no sense. The contact was was because he was cold. He was under the influence of narcotics, methamphetamine, um, and uh, 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 fentanyl, I believe, uh, and I believe some heroin. uh, And... um, he has priors, right? He has priors of uh, of robbery, using a gun, pushing a gun up against a pregnant woman, and and threatening to kill her baby. Uh, and he was arrested for that and convicted for that. And so there's this I there's, there's thought that I had that you know the reason he he wasn't he was trying not to go into the car it was he was resisting is because possibly there was maybe a third strike issue there uh, and maybe some other thoughts. Plus being high doesn't help you make really solid decisions, right? Um, but um, I just want to make sure and throw it in because I don't want you to think that I don't think that he got murdered. I think he got murdered. But the problem is he's also a criminal. Right. He's also got a history. He Also, you know, put a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach and threatened to kill the baby. Right. There, there's that person that they're putting on. Uh, but we're, we're going to ignore that. Right. We're just going to ignore that. We don't care that Captain Dorn, who was a, uh, a, a a upstanding citizen who was retired after several years in the police department there in St. Louis. We don't. We're not going to worry about him being killed and left to die uh, while being filmed as he died. That we're gonna. That doesn't matter because George was murdered, but Captain George is murdered, and he's a black man. He that, that doesn't matter, really. Nobody's crying for him. Nobody's putting up any uh, you know uh, spray paint on the wall. Nothing. No. All right. Um, and then now we have the hydroxychloroquine that has been proven to be a lie that it's that, that this, um, the study that they use that at CNN and MSNBC, and everybody said, the president's going to kill people. It's going to kill people. Look at the study. The study says that it's going to kill people. Uh, it turns out that was a lie. It was completely made up. And I just saw a story that the people that made it up, one of them is a, um, a, a porn actor. <laughs> You can't make this stuff up, right? It really gets you to think like, fudge. They've, they've hired some imbeciles and they, they really think people are stupid. I That's the other thing, that the Democrat Liberal Party think you, the liberal uh, voters, are stupid. They really look at you as stupid, imbecile human beings. And unfortunately, many of you Feed into that thought because you believe them, even though they've lied to you over and over and over again. The FISA warrants were completely a lie. We saw, we saw the attorney for the the uh, the shit. What's his name? Rosenstein. He 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 said, oh, I didn't read uh, the information. Well, I read some of it uh, before I sent it off to the FISA courts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There was this report about about the president of the United States. They believed that he was a Russian spy and the people working to him were Russian spies. And he said, well, I was too busy. We had other things going on. There's nothing. Listen to me. If my 21 years as an anti-police officer, if I ever had an investigation as to uh, the wrongdoings of a neighboring city's chief of police, For instance and i just went you know what i'm just going to investigate this on my own and really not tell anybody about it and i'll just give them a little information and but uh, you know i i really i I want to to uh, code five him or code you know i want to i want to surveil him and, and watch him but i'm going to just give them enough information uh but not really kind of explain anything and and they'll and they buy it and but they also know that it's the chief of police in another city right if i ever did that they would say wait a minute (laughs) This straight. you want to spy, Uh, you want to code five, you want to watch, you want to surveil the chief of police of another station, give me all the information, they would say, the sergeant would say, give me all the information, I need to run this up the chain of command, we all need to look at it and make sure that what you have is legitimate information, where did you get this information, who gave you this information, who are your CIs uh, that you're using to get this information, because that's the chief of police of another station, right, so if if we are going to, as a as law enforcement, go, wow, you want to do this? right? Even another police officer, we would really, and again, not that we don't look at stuff for other criminals, we do, but again, listen, they, they're investigating the president of the United States. And he said, well, we, I didn't really pay attention to the Steele dossier or I didn't read it. And so I just turned it in because it's okay. They told me they were going to spy on the president of the United States and everybody that worked for him. But you know i really didn't bother <laughs> what and, and again and again i just go wait a minute they must think the liberal democrat voters are imbeciles and that they will believe it and strangely enough they do right and i see them believing it and i go you got to be freaking kidding me you got to. this is this is so freaking crazy right the only thing you can explain it is Stockholm syndrome, that for 50 years, not the three years that Donald Trump has been in president, been president, because you can say, well, because of Donald Trump, this, because of, and you can, I, I, you can say that, but you can't develop this mindset of these poor, these poor, they're poor people, right? They are people. The Democrats care nothing about them. They've not changed their circumstances in 50 years. The Democrats care nothing about the citizens of Baltimore that are every day wondering what they can eat and how they're gonna get money to eat and how they're gonna pay for their rent, how they're going to do this or the other thing. They begin to get into some narcotic sales, some prostitution, which is fact. Don't, don't message me and say that I'm uh, whatever. Um, it's fact because they have no choice. They have not been given the tools and the programs that will allow them to succeed and become better and improve the conditions that they're in. And they continue to believe the lies of the Democratic Party that they care for them and they tax at the highest level because the, the taxes are going to help the lower income areas and they never do, ever, have never have, never have. The only time in New York where things improve is when um, uh, Mayor Giuliani was in charge, and he said, "Listen, this is crap. Our city is gone to shit, and we have not. You can't ride the subway. We got trash piling up against the walls. We got people urinating everywhere." This is back in the what '70s, '80s. I can't remember exactly when he uh, was uh, was mayor. But um, he said, listen, this is gonna stop right now, (laughs) right? And what we're gonna do is we're gonna use the broken windows theory, right? And the broken windows theory is that we stop crime at the very basics of the misdemeanants, right? People that are jumping turnstiles, people that are uh, committing petty theft, people that are getting on the train and not paying for the fare, people that are uh, doing things out a mind. We, we, we arrest those people as in the past, we kind of ignored those people and said, we're only gonna go after the felons. We're only gonna go after robbery suspects and rape suspects and what have you. But there's not enough cops and not enough um, uh, you know eyeballs to catch all these high felonies right and so listen let's work on this and the theory was actually a, a was it was the best thing that happened to law enforcement at the time i know people are gonna say well that's racist i'm telling you it's not <laughs> because the people that it helped the most were the black communities right when we when we began to arrest the guy who uh, jumped the turnstile the reason he was jumping the turnstile was because he was going to commit some type of robbery or was because he was going to commit some type of uh, felony drug sale in, in regard to fentanyl. Well, not fentanyl back then, but heroin or methamphetamine or cocaine. Right? I don't really care about marijuana. I never really have. But these bigger crimes or a strong arm robbery or pickpocking, right? We stopped them at the turnstile for jumping it he didn't get a chance to do the rest of the crimes. And when you begin to to respond to a community with a broken window theory and begin to arrest people for loitering and begin to arrest people for uh, begging and begin to arrest people for urinating on uh, public property and defecating a proper uh, public property, crime greatly reduces at a rapid rate. And it reduces fast. And in New York during that period of time, they cleaned up New York in a very short period of time. You can look it up anytime you want to and know that that worked. But what happened was Democrats come in and say, well, that was racist. And they begin to tell people that it was racist because, unfortunately, there were people of color and lower income that were getting arrested. Uh, But there are no additional programs to go along with much of that, um, much of those arrests to really change the culture of continuing in this life of crime. And that has never uh, been affected. So, um, hey, April, nice to see you. We'll gonna look at some of these comments really quick. Hey Andy, my new favorite show is the end of- Thank you. <laughs> hey Terry, nice to see you. Uh, review, wow, I watched the whole video and I think I might just sleep better now knowing that things are about to change for the good. <laughs> I was starting, well they're not really. I was starting to doubt Trump, but if this is all true, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 he will go down industry and that saves the world. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of work. Well, if you, we need another four years for sure to try to get things started. Um, let's see here. David, the run on the same promises that are never fulfilled. Exactly. You, you could go back time and time again that they talk about how they're going to clean up Baltimore and, you know, the and I say Baltimore because it is one of the biggest shitholes on the planet. Uh, and then Chicago, uh, downtown LA, dry. Anybody go to the downtown LA right now. Go to San Francisco right now and walk around and tell me that Democrat policies, taxing California at the highest level has has cleaned up those areas. Do it, go there and tell me, is this the result that you get when you tax people at the highest level possible and promise programs to make changes in in the lower income areas of our state? And you tell me if that has been a failed policy or a successful policy, <laughs> and I'm telling you, it has been a failure for decades and decades and decades. And not, it is not Donald Trump's fault. He may be boisterous and say things I like it. He reminds me of guys I played hockey with. They say things, and you, but you get, you get stuff done, right? He's gotten stuff done. And again, he's exposed. He's exposed how how weak the Democrat platform is. That it never goes anywhere. Uh, see scientists say that that most Trump supporters and their kids have the intelligence level of someone with? oh man. Oh, Beto, thank you. Beto O'Rourke. I don't know what he said. It's probably something really nasty, which is awesome. <laughs> Take your time, it's 10 parts. I don't know what he's talking about. I guess I'll have to look at, maybe there's a link that he wants me to watch. All right. Um, I wonder what Ricky was saying there on Twitter. Yeah, something like a rat, probably. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke. Yeah. What a dip. Another dip. This is so stupid. They, they, they're such stupid people. Like you wonder, cause some of them I think have degrees. I think some of them were attorneys. I mean, uh, what's the candle, the, the, uh, not candle, Rice. Uh, what's the, what's the one running? She was running for president uh, out of LA. Uh, she used to be a DA. You, you just wonder because they, they really are dumb people. They're educated, but they're dumb at the same time because they keep making the same mistakes. They keep tripping themselves up and being proven to be a lie. Look at this list. This is just what we know right now. I'm sure there's other stuff that I didn't. I ran out of space. But these are all the things that if you were a Democrat, you would say, all right, I've been lied to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times significant things eight times with some significant issues that that the the Congress and the Senate um, and the government and investigators spent millions of dollars. I I bet you somewhere in the neighborhood of near a hundred million dollars have been spent on investigating Donald Trump based on a lie. And nobody cares. I don't even know that Republicans care that much, right? I've, I've told you that I'm politically agnostic for the most part. Uh, but I know for sure I'm not Democrat or liberal. I know that for 100% sure, because I look at that and say, you have wasted our money for three and a half years investigating something that didn't need to be investigated that was all based on a lie, all this stuff, right? Even uh, the hydroxychloroquine was based on a lie, that study that you went to and said, look at it's killing people. Look at the study that was done by a, a porn actor, right? That was one of the people that looked into it, right? And you're like going, you you think I'm stupid? They really think you, Democrat, liberal person who may be watching are stupid. They think you're stupid, that you're never, ever going to at some point finally say, "Okay, (laughs) the media, CNN, MSNBC and all these people have lied to me. New York Times have have lied to me over and over again. They told me that they had proof. They told me they had proof. They said it on the on the news. Right. I I, I love the arguments that I get sometimes from liberals say, well, it's all over the news. Well, there's your first, <laughs> there's your first problem is that you not you hear it and then you research it, right? You see it and then you research it and you try to figure out where is the truth? Because the truth is not probably in that broadcast. You have to find out, well, no, that's not true. Or it eventually comes up. One more uh, lie that I think that I, I want to bring up. And again, I hope I have more notes and let me uh, check out my notes. I get a lot of comments coming up here. Wisdom is not the same as, not- there you go. Nice. You're absolutely right. Uh, Pam, uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah, Kamala Harris. Oh my God, what a nitwit! She's a total. Nobody likes her. I I really think she looks in the mirror and goes, you know, I don't like me either. I don't know. She's such a just a nasty. The way she speaks and talks to people. Just I mean, her personality sucks, and she's as stupid as a rock. But yet, somehow became a DA. And, and none of it makes any sense. But wow, what, what a um. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> they, they, but they continue to fall for it. God help us, Biden, right? And, 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 oh, well, that, okay, I think I might have that in the notes. That they, they <laughs> the, the DNC, right, the Democratic National Committee uh, have decided that Biden is your candidate, right? I guess he's won uh, all in nomination, basically, through all the voting. And are there that many people... <laughs> who believe that, that Biden is has enough cognitive ability to actually even work on a daily basis, read a brief from the CIA, read a brief from uh, the Intelligence Committee to then make a cognitive decision to do something because he doesn't have the cognitive ability to, on his own, complete an entire sentence. And there is proof that comes out daily because... He cannot, right? and he, 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 there's so many things that come out. He's talked uh, the other day, maybe that I do the same thing, I don't know, but he talked for like maybe two or three minutes, and I, and I've listened to it five or six times, and I have no idea what he was talking about. This was just I think yesterday. It was a, and you and you go, "I have no idea what he just said." He actually jumps subjects in the middle of a sentence and then comes back to what the original. It is really a bizarre thing, right? When you see him reading at the teleprompter and going this, he he can kind of get through, you know, what he's saying by going by I I read two or three lines and I go here and I read another two or three lines. And he, he can do that apparently still. But if you ever see him go like this and begin to talk, gone. Right. He does not have the cognitive ability to 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 make a sentence, much less run a McDonald's. And I would say McDonald's is probably not that easy of a place to run. He can't do it. So it's very strange to me that as again as a voter if I was a democrat voter I would be like going really out of all the people here in the United States the, he's the one the guy that said that uh, Barack Obama is the first black guy that can actually talk articulately or he's clean or whatever he said it was something ridiculous like that that he that he said that the republicans are going to put you back in chains that that's the guy or that if you don't vote for me you're not black that guy like you're 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 saying that he's the guy that all black people should be uh happy is going to be running and taking over our country and and again I, I think they think black people are stupid they're not that stupid they can't they can't continue to be stupid enough to continue to buy all the bs that's coming their way it, it it doesn't make any sense the only thing that makes sense is stockholm syndrome 50 years they've been they've been holding them down they've been keeping them captive in these cities where they cannot get out right they they cannot earn enough money some of them do some of them earn enough money and escape but the, the 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 vast majority of the people that live in these really tight um, 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 uh, HUD living um, uh, apartments and situations, they never make enough to get out, and they can and they maintain these hostages um, for years, decades, and decades and decades, and nothing ever changes. But yet the entire time they're in there, they tell them how evil the corporate world is, how evil the Republicans are, how evil rich people are. They have rich people telling Impoverished people, how evil rich people are, right? Bernie Sanders, a rich man, is telling impoverished people how evil rich people are. Um, uh, 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 Klobuchar, a a rich woman, is telling impoverished people how evil rich people are, right? And and that can go down Uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, a a very rich woman, is telling uh, um, uh, impoverished people how evil rich people are. And then, and then they go, and then they lie to them about all these things, and they go, okay, well, we don't want to know, okay, and they just ignore it, right? It just goes away. You never see the news go back to these stories once they're once they're proven to be lies. They they then move on to another lie, right? It, it really is the craziest kind of thing. Let me go to my notes. I want to make sure make sure there was a couple things I wanted to cover. Oh, I was going to tell you about another lie that I'm. That I think that I'm looking at and I, I it, it's a tricky one and I know that it, it's uh, I may get some pushback on this but I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it and I and I just I want to mention it because if there's anybody that has any further information I would like for you to send it to me um when you brainwash your captors victims to respond to empty words and promises these are my notes this is not from anything that's written I just wrote down these notes I, I type as I'm thinking sometimes I, I journal a lot if you don't journal, then I suggest you do because you can, you can get a lot of out and then you can put some of these things together later on and, and uh, maybe help you process and kind of figure stuff out. All right, so, um, and back to my notes. When, and I wrote, um, oh, oh, liberals create a meaningless reward-based sense of satisfaction by feeding into the victim's fears. This is my notes. Again, this is not from any study. So you can take it or leave it, whatever you wanna do. The victims no longer have the drive to be victims their satisfaction comes in the acknowledgement of their fears and victimizations. Now, there's something in there that I, I may have wrote and just turned it upside down, but they, they, they. Some of them, I think, decide I'm no longer going to be a victim. But many of them, that, I missed the spot. There was something I had in there that I, I thought that I didn't finish. That there's some people that desire no longer to be victims, but there's others. Is their satisfaction comes from acknowledgement of being a victim and and, and kind of uh, uh, reinforcing the fact that. I feel like like a victim and I have somebody of stature, a mayor, a governor, a senator, a congressman saying, yes, you are a victim. And so what they're doing is they're reinforcing the thought that I have that I'm a victim. Oh, thank you. I thought it was just me thinking I was a victim, but I have all of you telling me I'm a victim and you're right, you are right. Corporations are evil, right? We don't want Amazon in our city because they're evil. Never mind that they give jobs to the community. Never mind that, <laughs> right? Because we don't want you to work anyway, right? AOC, right? Keeping Amazon, trying to keep Amazon out of her district, right? And and but they continue to be reinforced. I'm a victim. You are a victim. I'm a victim. Yes, you're right. You're a victim. I'm a victim. Yeah, you're a victim because that orange man that's in the White House is the person who's causing you to be a victim, right? He's, even though he's only been there for three and a half years. <laughs> Don't worry that you were a victim 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Don't worry about that. But it's still Donald Trump's fault that you're still a victim and you've never been able uh, being able to not be a victim. All right, the next paragraph I wrote here, and hopefully I don't have any typos like I did in that first one. Uh, when you brainwash your captors victims to respond to empty words and promises, they will ignore real reform and change. They will believe their captors when they say ignore the real policies of the rescuer which would be the Republican Party, uh, they are evil and they are lying to you. That's what they tell them. Like, don't worry about the five or six really solid um, uh, uh, programs that President Trump has put into place and the millions of dollars he's given to black universities. Ignore that. because they're telling me because that is not real. Well, no, I saw. (laughs) And I know that people have actually had a benefit from being in part of these programs. but, But okay, you can tell you're your congregation, if you want to call it that they're they're living. We are the only ones who care about your fears. They are the ones who have created your poverty and poor education. That's what they're saying about Republicans. When in fact, it's been the liberals who be created because mayors and governors of these cities that I'm talking about have been in power for decades. Not just since Donald Trump has been president. Look at them with your wealth. Look at them with their wealth and success. They hate you. They don't want to help you succeed. You are in fact a victim of corporate greed is what they tell them. And they just continue to, to feed that. Isn't it amazing that so many multimillionaires like Pelosi, Bernie Sanders, Gavin Newsom, uh, De Blasio, Joe Biden are, are telling the victims how horrible things are and yet have done nothing to help you with your circumstances, have done nothing to help your circumstance. They've enriched themselves. How is it that all these people that I just named have spent their, well, other than Newsom, have spent their entire time in, uh, in politics and are multimillionaires? Explain that. And I have one thing that was on my notes and it kind of it triggered is um, is what they do is they give them they give them these little things, right? These little nuggets and what they're doing now. And what I want you to do is continue to watch these little things that they throw out there. And what they're doing right now is they're making these immediate laws, right? This happens all the time. Right, They make resolutions in Congress. They make these resolutions in Senate sometimes. Uh, in cities, they make bills or they make speeches or policy changes. And they go, Immediate, we're going to do these things. Like today, today we're outlawing the chokehold. Yes, look how awesome I am. And I'm amazing as a mayor that, that I, I allowed the police department, since I've been the mayor, to be corrupt. And to allow guys like this guy that was just arrested to be uh, in there, even though he has something like 18 Previous um, uh, reports of uh, assault under color of authority. Forget that. Forget me as the mayor that I ignored that and I didn't do anything about that. And there's probably others within the police department that have the very same thing. Don't, don't forget that. But today, I'm going to outlaw chokeholds. But what they don't tell you is we have not used chokeholds since, chokeholds since the since Rodney King. Rodney King, literally that event. Even though the chokehold sometimes allows to take custody of, and again, I'm not. Have people die from the show cold? Absolutely. But in some cases, it has allowed us to take people in custody without having to shoot them, right? It's the same purpose and the same reason we have police dogs. When a police dog bites somebody, a bad guy, it looks really bad, right? That's why we don't, you don't see many videos of dogs biting people because the dog shakes his head and pulls on the skin and, and blood comes out and it looks really bad. But the alternative to using the dog is shooting the suspect. There's the alternative. So dogs, even though it looks really bad, saves suspects' lives. We know this, I've trained dogs for over 35 years. I've trained dogs all over the world, all over the United States, and they've all bitten suspects. Not one of them have died from a dog bite, not one of them. Hundreds and hundreds of my police dogs that I've trained have bit people all throughout North America and quite possibly in other countries that I don't know about. And not one of them has, has the dog ever killed anybody. However, if they didn't have the police dog, there's many of those, I know many of the 80 people that my dog bit, many of them, what the alternative would have been to shoot them because of the circumstance we were in, because it was a SWAT call out, it was a, um, a, a, you know, a, a, an assault of some sort or a robbery suspect with a gun um, and uh, other types of weapons. And instead we saved their lives by using that. Same thing with the chokehold. Again, I'm not saying that we should go back to chokehold, but we have been told, been told in law enforcement not to use it by the organizations and chiefs of the police. I believe, I wish I could go back. I have been trying to find where that came from, but I know in Anaheim and neighboring cities here in California, we have been told not to use a chokehold for decades. And so for them to come out and say, okay, we're going to make it illegal to use chokeholds. All right, well, we have not used chokeholds for forever. So that's that's great. Nice job. Uh, but that's not going to solve the problem that you think you have. That has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. But what 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 they're hearing, what their captives are hearing, is that they're doing something. And you see where they're feeding into that little. Oh, okay. They they took, they took some steps. Right. It's not enough to stop the rioting necessarily, but it's enough for them to say, oh, see, see. And so they, now they, they put in this little, here's a rose, right? Here's a rose. It's, it's a black rose, but it's a rose, right? And then they say, you know what? Also, what we're going to do, we're going to make it policy that another police officer tell on another police officer that's doing something bad. That has always been in the procedure manuals of every police department that I have ever worked with or for that has always been in the policy. When I got tested for every police department I tested for, one of the questions On the oral exam is when you're sitting across from three uh, people, one of them is usually a high level, uh, you know, like a lieutenant or a sergeant or a captain or something like that. Then you have somebody from the, you know, uh, the hiring process, the detective that's investigating you. uh, And then you have somebody else, maybe a uh, a city council member or somebody within the community of 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 a high rank or, you know, high standard or something like that. And you got these three people. The question that's always asked in every one of these things, since I began testing in 1984, 1983, 1982, I think, is when I started testing. Wow, that seems like such a long time ago. In 1982, always one of the questions is, if you saw one of your fellow officers stealing a candy bar uh, in a 7-Eleven, what would you do? And then, of course, the answer is, well, I would talk to him about it and say, you know, that's illegal. Uh, And what if he said that, you know, mind your own business? I said, well, then you would talk to the supervisor, your immediate supervisor, say, listen, uh, this incident happened at the 7-Eleven. My partner just took a, a, a candy bar, put it in his pocket, and uh walked out and didn't pay for it. And I just thought I would let you know. Um, and they go, oh really, do you know you know that what that means that you would be going against when your fellow I mean they really began to pressure you and show you that you know you're gonna you're you know it's gonna be horrible and you have to in order to pass this oral, you have to be able to say, well, that's just what it is. It's more important for my integrity that I I tell somebody of something that I saw which is which is a crime. It's a crime to steal right? And so you have to have that integrity, at least in your, in your questioning. And so I love hearing, well, we're going to make it a policy that you have to tattle or you have to say something or you have to take action against an officer that you see doing something wrong. That has always been there. Do you see what they're doing? they're not really doing anything. They're really not taking any action. They're not saying how they're gonna fix the educational system. They're not saying how they're gonna fix you know, fatherless homes. They're not saying how they're going to go in and now, re- and now change the supervision because really it is a failure of supervision that allowed that officer to continue to work that killed George uh, Floyd. It is a failure in supervision, right? He is, a horrible, evil human being who stayed on his neck for that long, knowing that his breathing was changing and that he he knew that he went limp. You cannot know that as a police officer when you're on top of somebody because you can feel the resistance from somebody fighting. He is a horrible person and deserved to go to jail, but he should have been found out 10, 15 years ago on his third complaint of uh, assault under color of authority or whatever those other complaints were that's what needs to change not take away the choke i mean take away the chokehold go ahead and say that but take away the chokehold take away or add that officers need to tattle on other officers and i say tattle like it's a bad thing but they need to tell they need to tell somebody they need to say hey this this cop is like an uh and they need to say something and i have i have said something i have and that's what i do for a living now is that my job is to investigate the wrongdoing of law enforcement that's my job i've been doing it for 15 years what have you done to fix what is going on? Those of you that badmouth me and call me all these kinds of names, what have you done? I actually investigate officers in wrongdoing. Yes. <laughs> and so that is what needs to be done. You need to have supervision changes. Supervision changes. That's number one. Number two, you need to have hiring changes. It is too easy right now to become a law enforcement officer without really testing the metal. Of somebody, I don't care necessarily about the education of a police officer. I know that administration and city council members and and whoever else they they really want officers that have a bachelor's degree or an associate's degree at, at the minimum, and then they love uh, uh, masters degrees. I know that that really seems like that's important, but that doesn't. I know uh, I know uh, people that I work for and work with who had master degrees who failed on a regular basis on a high stress situation. Failed miserably. One of the supervisors, I told you a story, had several ma- had more than one master's degree. Um, and based on the order he gave me, a man died. It was a horrible decision. Me, without a master's degree, told him, this is a really bad idea. We should not do that. We should not do what you're telling me to do. And we, I should, we should not do what you're ordering me to do. Because the moment I do that, he is going to die. And he says, Andy, I'm ordering you to do this now. I did that then. And the guy died right? A guy with multiple master degrees. Education is good, but it's not the end-all be-all to hiring somebody. What you need is a very good testing program, which we used to do back in the day to really test what people are made of, what their metal is. Are they brave? Do they make good decisions under pressure? Those are the things we've gotten away from in law enforcement. Now, I have uh, friends, oh, you know, they still test. No. No, they do not. I have taught in the police academies. It is completely different than when I went to the academy. They used to yell and scream at us and call us names and cuss in our face and spit in our face. Not purposely, but they're so close to your nose. You know, you are a piece of shit. You are low life. Get on the ground. And you have to get on the ground and do pushups. They make you hold it and they yell at you. They get down on their hands and knees and yell in your ear and scream and yell. And then they would keep you up late at night. They would keep us in the academy until eight, nine o'clock at night and have you back at six in the morning. And in between those times, you had, to, you had to write five or six reports, right? During the time between when you got off at eight o'clock at night and returned at six o'clock in the morning. In between there, you had to write reports. And they would tell you they have to be at least three pages long. At least have to be 10 pages long, whatever it was. And you had to write those reports. Somehow, you also had to iron your uniform. You also had to shine your boots before you showed up the next day, because if there was anything wrong with your uniform or your boots, you had gotten more reports and you did more push-ups. That That is no longer the case in these police academies. Why is that important? Because you get in a situation and you can respond better uh, if you've made it through all that, that program, right? That you've been tested for your metal. You've been tested for how you handle stressful situations. Can you get through it right they used to ding me for laughing and kind of going well this isn't nothing <laughs> and I, they would say how come we can't get to you i go i don't know that's just how i am like we tried we tried everything to get to you and he meant it me because they called me into this tack office they used to make me sergeant all the time they called me into the tack office attention And got the, you know you knock on the door you bang on the door and they go enter and you you'd enter the door you had to order uh, you know you had to open it so you didn't bang it right you had, to, and you had and then you had to wait at the doorway and they said permission to enter. now you had to get, now you walk in, you close the door, you stand there in attention. You can't smile. You can't, you can't look at them because if you look at them, are you looking at me? Right. And so you have to stay focused and sit there. And then they would say eventually about halfway through the academy, they said, all right, we've tried everything to get to you. Why cannot, why can't we get to you? Why are we getting to these other people? They would name some people. What is it that you have that they don't have? What is it you can teach them? And so they began to use me to teach other people how to not fold under pressure because men were crying, men were quitting, women were crying and quitting. And uh, they were saying, why can't we get to you? And I would say, I don't know. That's just how I was raised. Um, and so it, it has to be that way. That is not that way now. All right, so I went on a long subject. It used to be that way. It's not that way. You has to be that way to weed people out. We started with 50 officers in my academy. We got down to 30. Uh, and then in the FTO program, we lost two more. Right. With Anaheim. And because that pressure has to be there to know whether you can handle the stressful situation of being yelled at, spit at, told you're an asshole and still make proper decisions without going too far. You cannot let your emotions get the best of you and you kill somebody or hurt somebody because you can't take it, because you got your feelings hurt, because, uh, you know, you let it get personal. None of that can happen as a police officer. You need to take it day in and day out, 40 to 50 calls a night. You have to be able to take it. And over a 20 year career, 21 year career, um, it happens a lot. All right. So if you don't test them in the beginning, then you fail. The next thing that needs to happen. Sorry, went very long on that one, is that you need to pay police officers well. I know. I know you have LA cutting budgets. You've got all these other places cutting budgets. I'm going to tell you right now in California, most departments pay police officers the most than any other state. Now, there may be some other ones, I haven't investigated them lately, uh, but and uh, police officers in Anaheim and LA and, and Huntington Beach for the most part are paid very, very well. You you do not wanna lose your job, all right? The other thing about paying well is that good quality people tend to come to the the cities in California and, and wanna get hired in California. They don't want to go to um, even a, like, cathedral city, I'm so sorry, I don't mean to say cities, because I know officers that are in those cities. (laughs) Uh, Hold on, let me say in in other cities, I'm just going to say other cities, even within California, the further you get away from Orange County and LA County, and then uh, of course the Northern area of California, the further you get away from those cities, the lower the the pay uh, is and the less um, benefits, right? The more that you get closer to these bigger cities the higher the pay. And so the the quality of the candidates tend to be better because um, of that pay. Right? You have more people that do have some schooling. We have more people that are, are not still living with their parents. That is one of the biggest issues, I think, is that you have some people coming in that have never lived away from their parents and have become police officers. That is huge. That is a huge disadvantage, right? Because you have, no, I, I left home when I was 17 and lived on my own. I came back, lived with my parents for a couple of years, and I went back out. And I took some bumps and bruises. I was poor. I was laying on couches. I was riding, driving a motorcycle in the rain for two or three years. I never had a car. I only had a motorcycle. And you have to learn how to live and see the world a little bit. And that was, I think, one of the additional advantages I had to many of the people that had never left home. We had people in the academy that were failing because they had never left home and had no living, had no experience. It is ridiculous, I think. And I, And again, I may be speaking to people that think, the same way but you cannot you cannot allow your kids to stay home until they're 30 like 25 it is i i, I don't know how you do you need to kick them out <laughs> I, I don't know but i i maybe i'm wrong i don't know maybe you're saying well my kid is not like okay your kid is not like that but you but i, I know for sure that the ones that did never left their home and that when they became police officers didn't do that well i i can tell you that for sure there were some that did great right there's always exceptions to the rule but there's that so pay Pay is huge. The other thing about pay that I started to talk about is not only that do higher quality people take higher paying jobs, right? Is that they also don't want to lose that job because the alternative is becoming a security guard at a fraction of the cost or the, at the pay of a police officer. Right, you have one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars as a police officer here in Southern California annually. You know when you not when you start, but as you you know be, as you're there for a couple of years, right? You be your pay gets up into the hundred thousand area, and uh, and then with overtime, many guys are making close to two hundred thousand dollars. Police officers here in Orange County, and then just you just go a couple, you know, I don't know, make a hundred miles away, and they're making seventy-five thousand dollars a year at the highest level. You go further in the United States, and they're making. $40,000 at the highest level, $35,000 at the highest level in some cities. Do you see the problem as you begin to get away from the higher paid uh, police departments to the lower paid Now, what is, what is it that a security guard gets paid? $35,000 a year, $45,000. So maybe even some of this, I mean, I'm just talking about security guards, not your high end security, but $60,000 a year, you can get paid as a security guard. So when you don't have an incentive to not lose your job, hope this makes sense when you don't when when your job is this like i can make that anywhere like i can go work for uh uncle vito at the pizzeria i, I make the same amount of money as i being a cop and i'm not being shot at on a daily basis i'm not being spit at and called an asshole and you know and and having shit thrown at me right uh but I, i'm going to do that for forty thousand dollars a year when i can work at the pizzeria for thirty nine thousand dollars a year or wherever as a security guard as a bouncer do you do you wonder why these guys are working other jobs all the time it's because they can't they don't make enough at the police department and so the incentive of not to do well, I just got told to shut up. <laughs> see <laughs> That's my favorite part. I wish that would happen more often sometimes. It doesn't happen enough. Um, I'm gonna leave that up, but that happens a lot. Um, and so <laughs> and so um, yeah, pay pay is a huge thing, and I know Democrat uh, uh, you know uh, leadership, mayors, governors don't want to pay their police officers because it, it makes them look like they're friendly to police. Do you see the problem? Do you not see the problem? Do you see them saying, well, you know, you got Garcetti, Garcetti is his name. Garcetti is the mayor of uh, LA. Um, do you see why it's important for him during this time of the riot to say he's not going to give money to LAPD, right? He's saying that, but I'm not sure that that's ever going to happen, right? They're saying it. You have the people in Minnesota saying they're going to, uh, um, um, uh, not dissolve the police bar. What's it called? What are they saying? They're going to they're gonna shut it down. They're going to shut down their police department, right? They're saying they're going to do that, right? It's just like they say they're going to stop the chokeholds that they're saying that you have to tattle as a police officer that they're going to make that policy. All those things have already been done for years. They've already in place, right? Uh, are they really going to not have police officers for a period of time? Are you really going to do that? Do you think that's a really good idea not to have cops? Uh, is it ever going to happen? No, they're just saying it. These are just broken promises and empty words that they're laying out there. The, the the cutting the budget by millions of dollars of LAPD is just empty words. If he does it, you you can bet that there's going to be some problems that are going to occur and it'll come back. Um, and so all these things are empty promises. Um, and again, you need to hold the the supervisors of all these police officers accountable for the actions of their police officers. You need to hold them more accountable for than they already do. You know the the, the supervisor to that officer. Who was arrested for murder also needs to be held accountable i haven't heard him brought up i haven't heard that even brought up at all the lieutenant that's in charge of patrol needs to be held accountable for the actions of the police officer that committed murder they know that officer they knew what he was doing and they still had him going to work and handling calls and not only that he was a field training officer fto means field training officer this guy who has 18 previous actions against him they made a field training officer do you not think that's a supervisorial problem? Do you not think that the sergeant and lieutenant who made the decision to make him an FTO has should have any accountability? Absolutely, they should be held accountable. Same thing with a captain that's in charge of patrol. He, same thing as a chief that's in charge of the police department. Same thing as the mayor that's in charge of the police department. They all allow this guy to not only be a cop working on a daily basis, but he's also training young officers to be just like him. How do cultures exist in police departments? That's how cultures exist in police departments. These are the things that need to change. Are you kidding me? It is very obvious. I, I spoke about this aspect and I know I've gone too far, but I've already talked about that part in other things. But that is the thing that needs to be reformed, not chokeholds. Chokeholds, we don't do chokeholds anyway, All right, That's stupid to even talk about that. They, we don't do chokeholds. We haven't done them for years, even though they may save lives. I hate to tell you this, that even though they may save, save lives, we don't do them. There's many things we don't do the May amazing lives because the alternative is shooting somebody um, and uh, better pay, uh, better incentives for them to want to keep their job, to not get arrested for murder. Right. Um, all these things are important, not these stupid, empty promises. These uh, we're cutting the budget. We're we're uh, we're going to we're going to take away the police department. We don't need policing anymore in our cities. Really, some of the worst crime, uh, you know, crime ridden cities, you're going to not have police. Okay. But they don't want military either. Yeah, they don't. They don't want the National Guard, which is the, the in between police and military. Is the National Guard? I know that they're like they like to tell you the National Guard is the military, but the National Guard is meant for uh, uh um uh, of, uh for our soil, for American soil. The National Guard is for it, the American soil to support. Law enforcement, when they get overwhelmed, when there's too many things going on that you don't want to type officers to simply surround a, a, a building, a church or whatever, right? That's what they're for. So the law enforcement can go out there and enforce the laws. You got these stupid, they're stupid people, really dumb people that are telling you, well, the, the National Guard is, they have the military. They're, they're uh, using tear gas when I mean, they're, they're using tear gas. It is just the craziest thing. All right. So thank you all for watching. I hope that I made my, uh, at least my initial point. I'll dig deeper into uh, all this stuff, but it is a sense, I think it's something that we need to really look at is that how do you have control over a, a, a community of people, especially those that are really, really poor that are uh, basically eating themselves, right? You have, uh, what was it? 82 uh, people were shot in Chicago, 19 were killed. That was black on black, right? They're, they're really killing each other. And yet they're still saying the Democrats and liberals are their saviors. Right? The people that have put you in this position where 82 of you are killing each other and are uh, 19 are dying and 82 people have been shot and you' you're saying that the, the people that run that city, the people that run that state where the city is, the people that are uh, overseeing the police department who uh, are overwhelmed because there's 82 people being shot in one weekend every weekend this is happening. And this isn't unusual for this city, right that you're okay that the leadership that has been there for decades, allows this to happen, has done nothing about it. That's who you're relying on to save you. Good luck, good luck. All right, I'm gonna see if anybody told me to shut up. Oh, I just laid that out. I just laid out the difference um, between now and and when I was a cop or between cities. Well, I will tell you, uh, maybe I got you now. Uh, the difference between um, areas of the United States is is huge. It's huge. When I was out there teaching throughout the United States uh, in California, I had to go to a higher level uh, of uh, training because they were far advanced. In California, we seem to be far advanced. This isn't because I live in California. I hate California and our system of government here. So I am not defending California by any means. I, I hate our, the way our our state's being run right now. They're a bunch of morons running our state. But I can tell you. Uh, I'm gonna tell you two things about our state. Our state has really well-trained police officers. That's why you barely even hardly ever see them on the news for doing something uh, horribly wrong like you saw in Minneapolis. They're very well-trained. Um, they fire people fairly quickly. Not, not quickly in some areas, but for the most part, overall, they fire quickly. Uh, be, but because we pay so well here in California, we tend to have higher quality police officers that don't wanna lose their job by doing something stupid. So you have all that working for us here. But the training may be the best in, in the entire country. New York has some pretty good training, but I'm telling you, um, in, overall, in the state of California, really good training. As you go west, east, as you go east across the United States, the, it, it gets really horrific. And you're, you'll ask questions. I'll be in a classroom or in a scenario, and I say, how many of you have done X? Uh, uh, and nobody raises their hand. Well, you, you've never... Like, I, 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 like in some cities, I'll say, who, who here stopped the felony vehicle, which is like everybody stopped the vehicle. So you, you can't work in Anaheim, Los Angeles, Santa Ana, San Diego, San Francisco. You can't work a, you know, uh, a 12 hour shift without stopping four or five felony vehicles, <laughs> maybe one or two at the, at the least. Right. Uh, but you can go to other states and say, how many felony vehicles have you stopped And like They're like, it's crickets. It's like, well, I I, I uh, pulled one over about three months ago. Um, how about any active shooting? No active shooting, right? And so as things begin to change, the training isn't there because they simply don't have the activity to warrant what they think they need as far as training. So when things like this happen, Right, riots. They don't necessarily always have all the training that us here in California got because we've been trained to do riots. We've been trained to handle multi, uh, you know, uh, you know, shooting scenes um, where multiple victims are, uh, catastrophes, earthquakes, um, uh, terrorist attacks. We we all been trained on all that stuff. Uh, chemical attacks. We uh, we we I went through a class for a week on chemical attacks, wearing all the equipment that needs to be worn. And but as you go east, it becomes less and less, and, and not as uh, not as good. And um, and it's very apparent uh, in the cases that I get. This is the second part of this. I have hardly any cases ever that I've gotten in California. I can tell you over the last almost twenty years of expert witness on uh, uh, the um, the wrongdoings of police officers. I think I've had three cases in California. Three. Uh, I'm I'm fairly well known. I've, I've written a number uh, a number one best selling book. I've been on television, NPR. I've spoken on stage at multiple events with DAs and and defense attorneys and and done this for a very long time. And so they know who to call, right? And I've only had two to three cases in LA um, and in in, in California. Um, In some cities like Chicago, I've had multiple cases. In Baltimore, I've had multiple cases over the years. In Nebraska, I've had—I can't tell you how many cases. I think maybe ten or fifteen uh, cases. In New Mexico, a horrible amount of cases in New Mexico, it, with some horrible, like just horrible decision making by police officers. Horrible decision making. There's a case. There's a video of a suspect with his hands up saying I'm coming out, and they sent the dog, and the dog went and bit him. <laughs> I go, I go well, why are we even in court? Why have the department settled for, you know, $100,000, $300,000? Why are we even, why are they even fighting it? But they fight that kind of stuff. It really is the craziest thing. Uh, thank you, Robin. <laughs> it's different when you tell me to shut up. Um, um, but, uh, so I hope I answered your question. Um, it's money, some of it, some of them, it, they, again, mon- much of them are Democrat-run, uh, organizations that they don't want to put the money into the, the departments. They want to say that they don't they don't support police. That the police are horrible, and so why would they give money? Why would they support training and make their, their department better? Because it's 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 advantageous for them to have a lousy police departments. It, it's advantageous for them to have crime and the criminal element in their cities. It's adv- advantageous for them. Like Chicago wouldn't have the amount of crime that they have if the Democrat leadership didn't think that it was. Probably the best thing for their platform, because it's not that hard to fix for the most part. It could take time and years, and then you put in some policies. The, the ones I laid out would would virtually change those things. You had the governor or the mayor um, uh, Giuliani who came in there and ex- overnight changed the criminality of the society within the New York area. Overnight, you began to see changes because he just simply changed a couple policies. We've seen it been done, but then he was called a racist for doing it, right? He reduced crime down to where now people, the average person could take the subway back in the day and they could do it safely and feel safe enough to take it where people began to take it again. People began to walk around again. People began to go to to, uh, Central Park again because of these policies that reduce crime and it had to do with some, some policy changes, just simple policy changes and holding supervision accountable. That was one of the things he did that was super important. He held the captains of each one of the precincts within the New York area accountable for the crime that was occurring in their precincts. They, The captains were held accountable. He would fire them. He would berate them in the briefings and the meetings. He would tell. He would have them stand up and talk about how the crime has become worse. And then he would grill them as to why Why is this still happening? What have you done? What programs have you put in place? Why is the crime? And he would just berate them. They would be fearful of going to these meetings because of the way they were run. Because why? Because he was holding the leadership, the supervision accountable for the actions of the police officers on the street. That changes everything. This is nothing new. I am not making anything up. It's just they're failing to do it. The mayors don't care. The chiefs of police don't care. I'm telling you, that's all it is. It's all it is. It is Stockholm syndrome at its best. They're pushing down these people that they think that they have as voters and they continue telling them that they're victims. And the, prob- the reason they're victims is because of the Republican Party and the Republican policies and whoever is Republican in the presidency in the White House is the reason why they're impoverished when they've been impoverished for decades before the president we currently have in there is. It is Stockholm syndrome. And I have never believed it stronger than now. I even felt it stronger when I thought about in the shower. After talking it through and talking about it with you and going on an hour and 60 minutes, I believe it even more now than I did when I first started. All right. All of you have been watching. A lot of you stuck around for a very long time. And I don't know if it was that entertaining or that information. I've been told to shut up by somebody named Jake. (laughs) I've never liked people named Jake. I'm sorry if there's somebody named Jake that is a friend. I'm sorry. Seventeen when I left. Yeah, I agree. Okay, good. Yeah, I think he was talking about leaving, uh, kicking your kids out of the house. They need to know how to live on their own. They need to get experience. They need to they need to be adults, right? There's there's a, there's like this period, right? When you're coming out of uh, high school, you I think that you have this very short period of time that you can be an adult, and be adulting and being successful at it, and to get experience, and that you don't complain when a boss yells at you or um, uh, disciplines you. Um, is that you learn very quickly how to survive and, and that you're not a victim, that you're only a victim if you think you're a victim. You're only a victim if you've been uh, told you're a victim over and over and over again, and you begin to believe that you're a victim, and then you're reinforced that you're a victim by some of these other policies. I have never been a victim. With all the choices that I've made that have caused me to be impoverished, and I have been, it was based on a decision that I made. It's nobody's fault that I was impoverished when I went, when I left home at 17 and was sleeping on a couch and didn't know where I was going to eat. Whose, whose fault was that? Was it the president's? No. Was it my teachers in high school? No. Was it uh, uh, my parents? No. I could have blamed my parents because they, at times I, I really didn't get along and I left because of my parents, but it wasn't their fault that I was impoverished. No, I was impoverished because of the decision I made. I made the decision to put myself in that position. And now I had to make a decision a number of decisions to get myself out of poverty, to where I didn't mix a can of chili and corn and call that a meal every night. That's what I was eating every night for a good three months that I remember. Is uh, what was available. I don't think we had cup of noodles back then. We might have, but I know that I had chili and corn a lot because we mix those two things together. Actually, pretty good. And to change it up, I would you know try some other you know combinations of stuff. Uh, and that's how I lived, right? But that, that, that was my choice. It wasn't because I wasn't a victim. I wasn't a victim. And yeah, I wasn't being oppressed. I wasn't being oppressed. I made the decision to go. So I, here I am impoverished, right? Here are a bunch of other people being impoverished, but they never change their circumstances because at some point they just get used to being a victim and they get reinforced that being a victim is okay because we're gonna, have, we're gonna send you some checks. We're gonna give you this card that allow you to go to the grocery store and buy some groceries. Don't worry about it. It's okay. You can be that way. Like oh okay well it's enough to eat. I've seen some very obese people by the way that are um, poor. <laughs> you always wonder how are they so how are they so heavy. <laughs> how, how does that happen? Right? I, I, I don't know, but somewhere they're getting all that food. I don't know how it happens. I know they have glandular problems or other things that I know. I'm a horrible person because I, I wonder that. But there's no victims, and now I'm now I'm rambling, going much farther. I'm responding. I gotta stop looking at comments. Comments is what get me gets me in trouble and makes this last much longer. So, I hope uh, all this made sense. I hope that I gave you some things to think about and to help with your discussions with people that you know are saying I'm a victim and don't you understand? And I got I get those comments um, all the time. I have a guy arguing with me right now that you know there, it's horrible living in the United States is horrible. People are broke. People have to have two jobs. What's wrong with having two jobs? I had two jobs. All I have two jobs now. uh why is that a bad thing i don't understand people have to have two jobs and then i say well i don't understand I said, why why have you not changed your conditions well i'm not talking about me i'm very wealthy i've been very successful and i put all my kids through universities so i don't understand where you're coming off like you you know that there's opportunity out there you know that once you get educated you can move forward in some other positions and do things that, that education never stops Oh, I'm seeing the video that I had. I never brought this up. Um, this 75-year-old guy that gets pushed down, there's a little bit of fishiness uh, to that whole thing that I have not quite bought into yet. And um, and so I would not be shocked. I wonder what they're saying right now. because I, I And I'm sorry, if, if he got pushed down and got hurt and that all happened, then it's, it was, it's really bad. And of course, those officers, whoever got fired should be fired. But there's something fishy about it. And uh, I don't want to share with it right now. I'm just telling you that I would not be surprised if some other stuff was found out about that particular situation. Just one of the things I've heard is that he is a common and has been an agitator for a very a uh, uh, since these things started over and over. He's been arrested several times. This isn't the first time he was in that position, by the way. Um, and so then there's some other stuff that I've heard recently, some pictures and photographs uh, that I've, I've received uh, from a source uh, there in the Buffalo area um, that make it a little fishy. So, um, again, I'm not enough to say that he, you know, the officers didn't deserve to get fired or whatever is going to happen to him or charged. I'm just telling you there's something I noticed at the very first time I saw the video, which was fishy. And I will share with that with you at another time. All right, my friends, thanks for watching. Let me see good food for thoughts. Good. Uh, more all jokes aside. Awesome. Thank you, Deborah. All right, that is it for me. I will talk to you guys later. Take care. Have a great, great Saturday evening. Take care, bye.